Optional Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 200 God for the week dang. of, oh my God, for the week of March 23rd, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. That's and right space, into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Kim Brewster. Through the airwaves, wow, across the borough episodes yo this is crazy and you've you've been on like almost everyone i think yeah yeah wow well yeah well yeah pretty much yeah i mean we've had like off weeks yeah we had yeah. Weird weeks we should be like in the 3000s by now but uh, yeah like... we should be. A, lot, a lot of lost episodes missed opportunities but we're here this week a lot of sick and, uh, times Man, that's crazy, man. The optional Fucking... PTO package is nice, though. So it is nice. Yeah, I made you guys sure to come over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bezosing it <laughs> at all. Uh, but what's good, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, it's it's wild that we're here so fast, and uh, it's been a dope journey. And you know, every time we hit these milestones, I'm always in awe, especially like now. The show has like grown this amazing community uh like the discord community is just amazing the people that just listen to us without being in the discord is amazing and like you've been running on all cylinders and it's just been really dope really really yeah we've had some great guests um you know recently and it's just gonna be amazing going forward this year hopefully (laughs) yeah yeah and you know what like not for nothing i'm looking at this like current dystopian timeline weird dark cloud that we're living under as like an opportunity right so like really put uh, more effort back into the show and like start doing stuff more remotely and like you know putting attention to things that I've like been putting off for a while like remote episodes for example so like today yeah. this week if it sounds a little off it's because I'm at home Kim's at home and you know out of for the safety of, of for each other and just like to you know just be smart about everything we're just recording from home for the for the time being and um, yeah man I'm hoping like you said to have more guests uh, moving forward and um yeah man it's been an honor to do the show with you i mean this this feels like it's not even like work we just kind of get together we hang out thankfully we do this all the time anyway whether there was a show or not but um yeah i also want to uh quickly shout out uh roman and steven our former co-hosts yeah um, for sure for helping us out in the early days for sure it's still part of the the optional family for sure and um yeah man i'm excited to see where this show goes from this point forward it's definitely come a long way i think um it's a lot a lot of work i think if folks are like curious about doing something similar i would like 100 percent encourage you to do so but it's um, just to flex the like that muscle and just to see if you got it especially in a time like this yeah. um where like most of us can't really move around like as freely mm-hmm. as we used to like use this as an opportunity to like jump into something new, you know? Totally. Even if it's streaming or, or, you know, let's plays, whatever it's like, yeah. you know, the, the, the world is yours. Um, but yeah, man, uh, excuse me. I'm drinking the LaCroix here. Mm-hmm. So I might be a little, little gassy today. Yeah. LaCroix. Um, 
But yeah, man, it's been uh, a fascinating couple of weeks with the coronavirus, the COVID-19 um, sort of continuing, unfortunately, to be uh, like the number one topic in the news. And like, you know, we had Cuomo just like shut things down here in New York. And like, uh, it's it's weird, though, because like I'm taking it very seriously and for myself and for my partner and my family, of course, and like. Uh, but when you go outside, when you're like going to make a run to the store and stuff, you're obviously like way more conscious, uh, conscious of who uh, or how close you get to other people, like things you're touching, who's coughing. You know, like yeah. I've seen people like a block away, just like cough without covering their mouths and stuff. And I'm like, whoop, we're crossing the street, like, you know, wearing masks more like it's a weird, weird time to be alive for sure, man. Um, how, how you how you been holding up, uh, you know, considering yeah, I mean, it's it's been like a, I don't know, like I've been kind of going through it because I am very grateful um, to still have a job, um, but unfortunately, in a in a, yeah, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but my job is considered um, uh, classified as like essential business, mm-hmm. um, so I have to go into work, um, so I am still exposing myself. Um, to this thing and people um just on the nature of my job so it's it's a little you know weird to like come to terms with that it's like i probably am gonna get it you know like just just on the numbers thing so like i'm trying to stay out of people's face and like and that's being hard like really harsh on my relationship because my partner she's um home you know, so yeah, I don't want to bring it back to her, and it's just one of those things we've just been talking about, like kind of constantly, and just figuring out what where the medium is. It's just really rough right now. So, um, but I am happy to have a job, um, and still be able to make money and pay my bills, because I don't trust the things that they're saying, <laughs> in the sense of like you know they're gonna postpone bills and rent and all that stuff. I just yeah. don't believe it all. Um, like yeah. not until they I see it on my you know. I get the letter in the mail <laughs> that says yeah. I don't have to pay my rent. <laughs> um, so I, I'm glad to be able to still be able to make some money. So that's good, man. Yeah. yeah. I, that's a bummer to hear, man. Like, you know, I've been we, like me and my siblings, I've been talking to my parents about like how, you know, their companies have sort of been dragging their feet on taking mm-hmm. care of their workers and making sure that they're all set up at home and stuff. And like, and unfortunately not everybody has the opportunity to do that. Thankfully me and my partner do. And like, we've been able to work from home for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that, that sucks to hear, bro. Like, I hope, I don't know. I hope you just stay safe, be extra diligent or diligent rather about washing your hands and, um, like the masks yeah. and stuff. I, I wear gloves every day and a mask. That's good. Um, so like I've been like really going hard at my, the management in my job about like, mm. you know, procedures, if they're going to have us there, like they got to really go all out for us. Yeah. So um, they are, they, they closed down this weekend, which was nice um, to reopen uh, for Monday. Uh, okay. So I had the last couple of days off just to like, you know, be home and kind of like reset my brain on what to expect from work so i'll come to terms of what's actually going to be happening but um yeah i'm just i'm just ready to move forward to be honest like (laughs) yeah yeah at at this point it's just like 
just keep doing what you're doing. Right. Uh, you know, take care of yourself, stay hydrated, do whatever you can for the most part. But like, Facts. just try to worry about whatever things you actually can control at this point. And, right. um, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But, um, yeah, hopefully everybody out there listening is taking extra precautions and taking this thing seriously. Cause I know there's folks out there still at bars and like, or not really so much anymore, but, um, you know, just like not taking it seriously. And it's like, you kind of, I mean, you, you actually hate to see it. Like you want to see folks be a little more selfless and, uh, more considerate of everybody else in the world that they also have to live in, um, with. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, on the bright side of things, I wanted to quickly shout out one of our listeners, uh, Pierre. Thank you so much for tweeting at us and letting us know about that Streets of Rage 4 pre-order. Yeah, uh, Pierre's the homie. Um, shout out to Canada. Where? Um, yeah, that, that Streets of Rage uh, special edition is so dope. So You got a so, Switch? So um, should I get the Switch one or what? I don't know. What are we playing? I, so, on, Where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> I, I like seriously contemplated this for like a minute and I'm I'm probably going to be an idiot. I'm probably buy both eventually, but yeah, I true. um I got the Switch one. Cuz the Switch one makes more sense to me as something that like I'm assuming it'll have local play. So Oh yeah, me. true. Yeah, when we get so, finally get together, we maybe we can uh, play yeah, some. Exactly. So like and I could see myself playing this handheld a lot more to be honest. Like the part of my brain that was like get it on PS4. It was like will it be 4k hdr like or like yeah even beyond that like if things get really messy on screen like can the ps4 actually just you know handle it better but it doesn't seem like it's going to be too graphically, graphically intensive yeah yeah we'll see uh, uh I also yeah, got no, the, it looks really dope yeah i also got the um the blue like plastic see-through controller oh the the uh, six button joint yeah the six button sega controller oh. I, was like, I need that that's that's a controller that's never talked about much, man. That's that's an underrated controller, man. Yeah, for real. Beautiful one of my favorites. Yeah, man. I felt like such a G like in first grade with that shit. <laughs> I never had it. <laughs> I had the black one. Nice. Yeah. Um Yeah, so uh let's just jump right into what we've been playing. I mean, let's not bury the lead any anymore again. <laughs> but uh here we are. Uh Animal Crossing New Horizons is officially out for the world to be enjoying and god have they um i'm curious to just get your thoughts immediately because uh we heard my thoughts last week so what have you been uh thinking about animal crossing so far yeah so i like <laughs> i pre-ordered this like a couple of days before it came out come came out because i was i was like i'm gonna play it i don't know if i'm gonna like it but i'm gonna play it so i was like let me just get it out the way so i don't hesitate the day of you know yeah um, psych myself out or something like that but uh I know this yeah is so I got it, and <laughs> I'm like full throttle. Can't put it down. Like, oh wow, to the point where like I just like after you know when you go through all your daily chores, the game mm-hmm. kind of just stops. <laughs> like you know yeah. for the day, you're like I can't do anything else to progress the game. Um, so I just end up like fishing for until four in the morning, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then catching like moths and shit for the rest of the night. <laughs> but it's like the funnest like chore game that is so satisfying in such an odd way that like no man's sky is not for me Mm. i think maybe because it's on my switch and i can have it with me everywhere yeah that makes a lot of sense actually um 
and also like my partner has it so we've been playing like next to each other and that's been fun just sharing what's been going on like between our different islands and stuff like just giving each other tips because we've neither of us has ever played an animal crossing game like uh in like a serious manner so we got a double day bro oh that'd be so dope man i can't wait because my Um, house is coming along mighty fine yo it's like day four for me i think oh wow okay or day three yeah you've been consistently playing Oh yeah! Every day I have to like get my Nook bonus. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get, you know check in with uh what's what's the owl's name? Uh, Blathers. Yeah, Blathers. Yeah. Um, and then like, so like my routine has been, so I, <laughs> I get up, turn it on, uh, and then in the game I water my plants. Right. Mm-hmm. Make sure all the plants that I can water are watered. Uh, Talk to I, sh- I shake all my trees. Okay. I leave everything on the ground. I shake all my trees. uh, And then I methodically pick them up. And then I chop all the trees. Like I just hit them with like a stone axe so they don't break. Chop all the trees, get the wood. And then I go to like the other parts of the island that I can pole vault to. Mm -hmm. Do the same thing. Um, And then I clean up whatever chores I have to do like for the town. So I talk to all my neighbors and all that stuff. And then if there's something I need, I can go to another island like ravage that island which is crazy yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is the wildest shit ever (laughs) it it, it, i thought it was like deserted island there's somebody living there yeah sometimes there's someone just there like oh hey what's up man yeah i went to two islands ripping flowers out (laughs) i went to two islands and i found two people and i convinced them to come to my island um and i was like wait i'm just fucking up your shit stealing your pears (laughs) Stealing your coconuts, like, but it's I think been, they also but it's justify amazing. it though. They justify it because, like, I remember that happened one the first time I encountered somebody. They were like, "Oh, I'm just like I live somewhere else. I'm just like island hopping, just exploring." Yeah, <laughs> but it's just so it's just so funny that I'm like, "Nah, I was here first, you know, yeah. like <laughs> this is mine." <laughs> yeah, uh, dibs and shit, you know, shotgun. But uh, yeah. yeah, and that that loop has been so satisfying, you know, like digging up trees yeah. and. uh eating the fruit to be stronger so i can just like literally uproot trees like full out mm. <laughs> and just replant yeah. them whole uh it's been amazing um i'm building like an orchard right now that's what my like my side project is nice um so i have like what, all what, these uh, different what fruits what do you saying? have what's, what's native to your island uh, i got the peach was my native fruit nice but now i have apples pears and coconuts um yeah, let me know if you want cherries, bro. I gotta. Connect. Oh yeah, no, I, I gotta link up, get them cherries. I think Yo, I only need. I there's you, only bro. one more other fruit besides cherry, right? Uh, I think so. Did you say apples? Oh, oranges. I think that's. Oh, oh, I have oranges. Oh, you do? Nice. Yeah, we're good, man. Oh, we out here now. Uh, my partner has oranges, so I'm like, I'm gonna steal all her fucking trees. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, man, it's just this oddly satisfying game. I don't, I don't really yeah. know how to pinpoint what is the best part of it like it just all works like the customization is amazing like fixing my room up like getting a new bed this is like the dopest shit ever (laughs) yeah man like i got these new uh wall paneling and i'm like hyped like (laughs) i got like this brown like kind of rustic wall paper or whatever and it just changes the whole mood of my living quarters and it's just amazing like bro oh, wait man. till the, i still haven't gotten it yet but i've seen videos of like animated wallpapers what 
dude i'm fucking oh, so man. excited it's actually funny because like so two things real quick um shout out to joy zell one of our creative producers who who's been helping us um with animal crossing videos over at yeah. kotaku um but she helped me with my tips video that um is on kotaku right now it's and um thanks man and she mentioned like she's a huge animal crossing fan it's actually been great to have her around as like uh just someone to ask questions like hey like in previous animal crossings was this the case or how do you do this or right. like whatever who's this motherfucker um <laughs> and in she had described her love for animal crossing as like uh like an evolved version of like the poly pocket for kids who oh don't my God. know what that is or may have forgotten about it um there were just like little miniature um like houses and rooms that you could decorate and like you could put little figurines inside of and furniture and all this other stuff and i guess there's other versions of that too right like doll houses and like uh whatever like mighty Legos max and stuff like that mighty max yeah yeah they had to make had to make the the boy version <laughs> the boy version uh, put some guns outside and a hot wheels <laughs> put a lamborghini out there yeah that's a um, fact but yeah, no, and like that made so much sense to me and it makes so much sense to me now as an adult and why it resonates. I believe this is my sort of my hypothesis of why it resonates so much with folks our age is it's kind of like what I mentioned in my video, but I was also going to make an, an additional video, a more personal take of this. And maybe I'll do that in a couple of weeks once the hype dies down and like I can, you know, spend a little more time on it. Yeah. But I think it's like it taps into this very millennial, even Gen X dream of like, wanting to own stuff wanting to decorate have spaces of your own which you know as i'm sure you're very familiar with as like a millennial who lives in a major city um that space is so limited and it's and it can be like so sacred in some ways and like yeah you like i just moved i mean last june at least and like it's been fun like lo looking at stuff online and being like oh this table would be nice or like what about this rug or carpet or like what get about these throw pillows yeah 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 so it's like I, I think that's part of it the other thing is is like you mentioned especially right now i mean they couldn't have planned this uh for a better time like they're just serendipity right unfortunately like it i wish it was under better circumstances but everybody having to be forced to be home and like play and you know stay inside i mean last night um for the first time actually outside of when i did it with gita uh up until the leading up to the release and I've been playing locally with my partner every now and then. Like, I'll go to her island. I helped her out. Like, I gave her, I, like, went to her little crafting table. And I made her, like, a vaulting pole <laughs> and a bunch of, like, better tools so she could, like, because she was, like, still very early on. But I gave her these tools that just, like, made her or let her explore the rest of her island, which is actually right. really cool. Because um, they really, like, gate you. And, oh, my um, God. Yeah. I was like, how do I get a shovel? <laughs> yeah yeah Th that's what i meant like the w when i was playing it too like i hadn't even been playing with ethan or not ethan i'm sorry ian shout out to ethan though too but um ian who had refuted for us and the only other person i knew was gita and because online wasn't working yet we couldn't connect through the internet right. so i was playing like out there in solo dolo and like i was trying to figure out like man the first few days are slow like it's yeah they're it's pretty slow painful yeah and um so I figured, like, even with my friends now, like, hey, let me know what you want. Let me know what you need. Like, here's what I have. Here's what I don't want. Uh, call dibs on whatever you want. So last night, what we did was, uh, shout out to Natalie. I'm drop a flex bomb. Shout out to Nat. Uh, sorry for the compression. It's going to sound kind of weird this week. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there it is. God damn. Um, 
so yeah we were just like talking we we're like yo you want to play real quick so we just like hopped on a video call and it was like me her my partner and then like we threw up another uh group chat with me and um some former coworkers of mine like we're all still very close to each other mm-hmm. and we i was talking to one of my former uh coworkers. shout out to rollo flex bombs all, all week today and um so we were like let's just make a quick uh like a um what's it called like a whatsapp group chat and so we made a whatsapp group chat real quick we called it uh super covid 64 <laughs> and uh we threw everybody who had switches in there who were probably going to be playing this game and um a few of us got together including uh julius as well shout out to julius, shout out to julius and man. Um, yeah, so like uh, everyone just basically came to my island and I showed off like the museum and my house and like my town is obviously like 80 plus hours in at this point and it's got a lot of shit in it. And I was also like dropping fruit and like we were talking via the like the text chat app on in the game and uh, like very like crude messages. I was like oranges, <laughs> I was like uh, iron nuggets or whatever. Um, and yeah, we were just like walking around, like talking to each other. We we're like blown away by the museum and having this really like beautiful experience the entire time. Like this really wholesome, wonderful experience. That I think like, it's it's fascinating that you mentioned No Man's Sky because like I agree. I think this does it for me in ways that No Man's Sky doesn't. And I love No Man's Sky. Like right. I think we talked about it at length. And like I think when you remove uh first of all when you remove the survival component when you don't have to constantly you know renew your launch engines and your boosters and your like oxygen supply all that stuff you know and there is a mode for that as well but in animal crossing i think everything is so simple and very like low stakes that it doesn't feel like you know i have to go to the nexus and oh no pirates are trying to shoot me down like none of that exists in here and it just seems like very calm waters. It, it never feels like something. I mean, unless I'm wrong, maybe there's going to be like a destiny style fucking apocalyptic event. <laughs> uh, who knows? Right. But um, yeah, no, like, so I'm, I'm super excited to continue playing this online, even if it's like once or twice a week with folks, because, you know, things take time to build and, and right. gather and stuff. So. Yeah, I've been like um, trying to get like my stuff together before I like invite anybody over. It's like clean your room, you know, before you have <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a date or some shit. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I've been like, you know, just I don't know, like even when the game kind of stops, like it gives me time to like just work on other stuff. And just this weird downtime is just so pleasant. And like everything about this game is just so wholesome and nice. Like even getting stung by bees, like. Like, I just love that aspect of it, you know? It's like my heart starts racing. I mean, the hardest part about this game is getting consecutive fishing. But, yeah, that's the only frustrating part about this game. You'll you'll get it, though. Like, it takes a while to get the hang of it. Um, No, it's just because, like, I do other things while I play. So if I look up and I don't hear that prompt, (laughs) I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, so... The other thing I wanted to shout out was the, I mentioned it in a video I also had done leading up to the release about the custom design app that I've been doing like yeah. via, like I've been throwing things into Photoshop into like a grid and, and like I've been doing it the way that like made sense to me. My partner also helped me out because she's like, you know, super well-versed in all the Adobe applications, thankfully. Um, so 
I didn't realize this, but I retweeted on my timeline. Maybe I'll also include that link in the show notes and I'll remember to write it down this time because I'm on my computer. Uh, throw link in show notes for design app thing. Um, one of the things that I found on the, online that was cool was there's an there's like a web browser thing that you can do. Like it's like a web page and you can upload an image to it and you can basically you can basically fill in the squares and like adjust whatever picture you throw in there it turns mm-hmm. into like a 32 by 32 very pixelated version and then you can take that image and upload it to like the 3ds the old servers and you can like get a qr code for the thing that you design and then you can just download it eventually whenever you get the able sisters uh or the is it the, is it mabel or able I think it's able. <laughs> had to ask <laughs> Shout the out to the audience. Shout out to the audience. Um, so once you get the Able Sister store, which is like where you get clothes and they can like make custom designs and patterns, you can upload them and download them. There's like a kiosk in there that you can upload uh, designs mm-hmm. for. So you can like download it um, using that thing. But also wanted to shout out the Nintendo app lets you uh, do the same thing. So you can actually download the QR code, whatever, like from the 3DS servers um, into your phone, like your actual real life phone into the application and um, get them in the game. And you can also use that same application to like manage like the friends list, I believe, and also like just talk, like use it as a keyboard. So, um, and and beyond that, like I was sharing it on Twitter, like I'd made a optional button t-shirt in Animal Crossing and I'd made uh, like a just a regular custom pattern that you can apply i think to like wallpapers and flags or whatever so i made one and i made it my flag and i tweeted out a photo and i actually threw it in the discord too so you can like you can tweet it from the game like you can be like okay i want to share this and then you can like you know using the switches ui um still in the game like not even going to like the home screen and going to your gallery like still in the game and it makes like a custom image with the cute with the the code in the bottom left so it's like very tailored to be shared so like nintendo really made the extra effort to make it as easy as possible to like share these things with people on social networks like they knew their audience they knew they're yeah. like super tapped in they they seen the message boards they've seen the, the tumblr the old tumblr blogs and like twitter feeds like everything like the new discords popping up like everybody was has, was like waiting for this game Man. um so yeah, it's it's it is an experience, man. Like even just the multiplayer side of it shows like a side of Nintendo that is like, man, where was this this whole time? Like it wasn't even present in things like Splatoon even. It was just <laughs> right. like this seems so much more connected in a way that feels like of the times. And then and you know, granted there's no in-app voice chat and stuff. There's like really lacking features there that like I think would have really made this thing shine. But you know, despite that, like people are finding their ways around that. Like we did yesterday, like we just hopped on a video call and we just talked to each other and we're just yeah. like, what do you need? Like, I can help you with this. Like, you know, open your gates, I'll come through or like, th- and you know, my partner and Natalie were leaving me like funny little like troll illustrations on my like town message on the bulletin board, board or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The bulletin <laughs> board, like drawing like really ugly Pikachus and shit. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's, uh, it is, an absolutely wonderful game and the more you play it the better it gets which is also kind of a rarity i feel like nowadays like right. it feels like eventually these things 
sort of start out really hot and they fizzle out over time, especially mm -hmm. with like online persistent worlds, like for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, I'm over 80, hour, 80 hours in and I feel like I'm just getting started. So it's like, it's going to be one of those games, man. Yeah, it's it's I, so, so good. I'm like, yeah, I think like the reward and like the anticipation for the, like the payoff for whatever you're doing the night before is just been really um satisfying like you know getting all the materials to make the museum and that type of thing and then like the next morning you open it up and there it is it's like that's an amazing kind of feeling that i don't think you get all yeah. the time and especially for a game like i'm not super familiar with at all like i don't know any of the characters except for that dog um but like <laughs> kicking <Kiki Slider? laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know see i don't even know his name but he's dope yeah um I don't know, man. I, I'm just enjoying the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also like already seeing people downloading things from the 3DS version, like the little custom patterns. I'm seeing them like tell stories with it. Like I've seen um, when Gulliver was, have you, have you met Gulliver yet? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how to, you know how to do that, right? What? Know how to do? Like when you talk to him, eventually he'll like get up and be like, oh, I'm missing parts of my phone. Yeah. I, I got all this stuff and he gave me a present yeah yeah okay cool 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 so um i've been seeing people tell stories like that where like um they're like on the beach with the shovel and they're like they find him and then they're like you know they obviously talk to him and like he walked out of frame but they like put a little like bury something that's not supposed to be in the sand so like it gives you the impression that like they buried gulliver like <laughs> the, way, the way people are like telling stories with animal crossing is unbelievable and like you're seeing things that like japanese players are creating using like the design app or like even the way they're playing the game, like the way they capture spiders or like just ways that people are playing the game um, that I didn't remember seeing since like Monster Hunter, where you'd be like, wow, look at this clip of this person doing this unbelievable thing. Um, so it seems like this thing is definitely here to stay, um, especially with everything that's been going on. Yeah. Um, but I've also been trying to like sell it to friends of mine who don't normally like play these kinds of games or you have even played an animal crossing i i even like bought a copy for my sister shout out to my sister that i was like my sister like we she played games when she was like a child and i, and I distinctly remember once playing super mario 64 like i think on christmas the day we got it and that's like the only time i honestly remember playing video games outside of maybe like i don't even know like you know like board games and stuff we play right. all the time but outside of maybe like jack in the box or something online or something funny like that but i was like hey like you know you got to switch for your, for my nephews um here's a game for you that i would love to like maybe help you play and like get get to learn or whatever especially like with everything going on um it's just like a nice escape it really does feel like the perfect getaway that you can just sort of get bite-sized it you know like sessions of yeah it's, it's just it's perfect, man. It's it's pretty it crazy. It's really good. Um, and then the complete antithesis to that, uh, <laughs> which also came out on the same day. And I like again after eighty hours of this game, I'm like, you know what? Let me take a break. Let me, let me play something a little a little lighter. Um, so I bought Doom Eternal, and I was weighing the um, the choice. I, I had put it up on Twitter, and <laughs> even our old co-host gave me some shit for my for my tweet because i was like you know it's like day six of quarantine 
and I'm slightly losing it. So I was like, should I get Doom Eternal on Stadia? And immediately I got notifications of people being like, Paul, what are you doing? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, Roman being like, because I, I was like, I said, wow, should I get Doom Eternal on Stadia for the culture? And then he responded something, you know, like obviously very witty, like, like what culture? Like, take that and like throw it away. And I was like, oh God, okay, fine. <laughs> Everyone like kind of shocked me to my senses. But my my thinking was, I am like still more like genuinely curious about Stadia, especially again with everything going on now. And you're hearing about like politicians asking the gamers to, uh, you know, pump the brakes with like all the online stuff because apparently like clogging the tubes or whatever. Um, But I wanted to see just how it performed first and foremost for latency's sake. And I wanted to see since it's technically on the console side, which is not technically a console, but, um, it would give you, or at least me, access to like the highest res version with like HDR and everything. Cause it's not technically 4K like they promised. So, right. you know, fuck y'all for doing that <laughs> and not coming through with 4K, you know, HDR, 60 frames like you promised at GDC all, a couple years ago, whatever. Um, but it's still like, I forget, like 1800p or whatever, which is better than whatever the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X can pump out. But um, then I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, I don't know if I want to play a game like Doom Eternal on Stadia. If I get like one little hiccup, that could mean like my life in the game. Like, you know, it's such a fast paced shooter that like you don't want any kind of interruptions. So I wound up getting it on PC. Uh, I got it on Steam and I've been playing it for maybe a few hours now and I have been having such a good time and it is not my kind of game to be quite honest with you like you know i can play the wolfensteins and i can play you know whatever sort of first person shooter campaigns like the call of duties and stuff but those are like traditionally a little more slower paced right like you're you're still like a a human (laughs) like running around um and you're not like double jumping and dashing and doing all these other things like I, i don't i didn't even really grow up playing like serious sam and those kinds of games and like even like turok and stuff i didn't really play i just watched people play like my cousins and stuff but um and i tried playing the last doom whenever that came out on ps4 i bought a physical copy and i enjoyed it for uh, a like short while I think? I think it was 2016 it might have been yeah. even 2015 it was like around that time and i played it for a little bit but i eventually put it down because it just like it's not it wasn't my type of game at that time Mm -hmm. but um now it also seems like another one of those instances of a game that like has hit at the perfect time because uh and there was actually a piece written about it on kotaku by a freelancer who would that i really enjoyed that i'll also throw the link down into for additional reading here this week i'm I'm gonna write it down right now road (laughs) doom article in show notes um so yeah if if you're listening to this on your phone yeah, check it out. Um, but it was something along the lines of like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but like, yeah, like Doom is like another one of those games that we need right now. And uh, she was right. Like playing it, the intro, first of all, reminds me a lot of the first, well, the previous Doom, which I remember reading about. And I knew that it was like really funny and very self-aware. And it was like, you know, you are here to like rid the planet. I think it was like Mars or something. I forget, but in this in this iteration, um, you're traveling back to Earth, 
in like the fortress of doom like you're hovering in like earth's orbit and um like they have like the demons like the aliens and stuff like that that are like basically like demons and all that satanic shit they are back on earth and it's like it's very like here's where it starts to get into like oh wow this is why it's perfect for the time um so it's it feels very much like um well in the game itself it's like they take they take over the world humans have been scattered like to you know like nations no longer exist and like whatever armies are left are like struggling to keep up and fight the demons back so like the population has obviously been like decimated and it's like we're all it's like it's the apocalypse right like everything's on fire it's all you can see like the ruins of buildings and cities and like you see these giant creatures like it's actually beautiful they're like these giant like huge creatures with like temples on their back and like it's very like god of war like you're running through levels and you're seeing these like the corpses of these giants that have clearly been fighting each other versus like mechs and stuff so it's like the environmental storytelling alone is is amazing but the story itself of this like invading force that is like slowly disrupting society and collapsing the systems that were and like how mankind is struggling to survive i'm like this shit sounds real familiar right now i feel like we're in the opening of like we're in the prequel of whatever doom eternal is so just to have this like big bad force um that you are in opposition of and just like ripping through literally like shooting through things like you know in typical doom fashion it's like these lower level grunts to like you know bigger level mini bosses to eventually like actual bosses and just like the way you're like running through these grunts that take a couple of shots from your shotgun but like the from the first um shot seeing like chunks of their body like blow off and seeing like their rib cages exposed or like their teeth they're like you know when they start glowing orange or blue that means you can run up to them and do like a melee attack the way you're like ripping off their heads or like smashing their heads into their chests or like jesus it is just yo it is so violent and it uh and like when you're doing all that it's like metal is playing in the background like at full blast and you, you feel like so powerful and you have no real like you know remorse because you're doing it against these like demons they're like right. very evil beings so you're like technically what you're doing is good you're, like yeah. it's justified you know it's um, like fighting nazis it's like oh yeah i'll yeah. do that shit all day 100 it's like why i love the wolfenstein games it's like right. oh yeah i'll take this mini gun to like a room <laughs> full of nazis or this laser beam that just evaporates them into goo right. so it's like it's very self-aware in that way and like the story uh positions like your character and like what you're doing here and like the there's like lore drops like i feel like you would love these lore drops it's like very destiny style lore drops where you pick up these diaries and it's kind of a shame that it's hidden in menus because some of it is so well written and so fascinating it feels like the best parts of like god of war where you're reading about right you know like greek mythology about like atlas and stuff like that you read like i mentioned these like giants and they're these like hell priests that like live in these temples on the giant's backs so you know in very doom fashion you're like on these giants and you're like going through these temples and you're basically looking for like the driver and you know once you find them you rip their heads off and then you know you disable the the whatever so it's like it is so creative and so fascinating and it's so committed to that like legacy of that doom 
has of like heavy metal and like funny like 2k like y2k like typefaces and menus and like it feels like a game from like 1999 if you like added ray tracing to it <laughs> not that it has ray tracing <laughs> no, um, I know what you mean, yeah. but yeah it's so good it's so fun it's like so wacky and in such a nice contrast to what i've been playing 80 hours of that i'm like yeah it it, it does feel like a nice um complementary game to what animal crossing provides what animal crossing brings to the table which is like really calm peaceful vibes and doom is like hey are you frustrated buddy do you want to just like rip off the heads of flying demons and do you want to like use the, the spider leg of this other demon to like jam it in the eye of the th- <laughs> it's like man it is it's fun man like there are, i know there are like those um what are they called those uh, escape room style locations now where they just let you like break apart like fax machines and like copy machines and shit right it feels like that it feels like a high budget video game version of that all that being said i started playing it on what i believe was like the hard difficulty <laughs> accidentally and um i was playing it for like a couple of hours and i was like i hit a wall I was like damn this shit is hard so i bumped the difficulty down to like i think it was like hurt me plenty or some other shit like the, the wording for it is weird but I'm, I'm assuming it's normal and i'm still having trouble on normal so like that's the thing is like the game starts off in a way that like you don't have access to all of the upgrades and abilities and like mm-hmm. secondary fire options and and um explosives and stuff so like it wants you to really learn the fundamentals first and by the fundamentals i mean like you got to move like you have to like shoot move shoot right. move, run jump dash like shoot this one guy, take him out. And it encourages you to do like melee and chainsaw um, kills and, and just melee kills uh, without the chainsaw. Because when you do that, they like pinatas, they just like burst open full of like ammo, health and all these other things that you have to then like replenish your constantly depleting ammo reserves. So you have to like you have to keep it moving. So like, I'm still learning the ins and outs of that, but like, I'm getting a little better here and there, but it's definitely like the learning curve, in my opinion, is a little steep. And I'm actually kind of glad I got it on PC because I feel like the precision that the game requires and like the little hotkeys that I can reprogram on my keyboard are, are nice, a nice option. Um, but yeah, I've been having a really good time with it. I want to finish it. I want to try to finish it by next week, if anything, um, because I also got another code for a game that I uh, can't talk about just yet. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I this game would be like my style if I could play in my style, right? Like this mm. game forces you to play how they want you to play it. Yeah. Which is like a full, like full on aggressive, like you have to be super aggressive in this game. And that's just not my play style. Yeah, um, totally. So I know I wouldn't have like a ton of fun with this. That's why I didn't play the last one because I was like, I tried it and I was like, eh, it's it's cool. Like all the stuff is cool, but I just kind of want to sit back and shoot, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in that way, I think it might be fun to just like watch clips of it, um, right? Because it's like when you see people who actually know how to play it and are like doing it really well. Like I've been already seeing like Sungi Legend. Oh my god, I saw that gifts clip. of it. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, it's so he's good. like I mean, grappling hooking off the map. <laughs> Yeah. back onto the monster i'm like what the fuck see I, c- I can't do it i don't have it yeah this is definitely for like the you know the zoomers who fucking play fortnite and can build <laughs> and fact. like shoot at the same time because i'm like guys i need a break like i need to like fucking kneel behind this barrel and reload my gun while you guys are like doing triple front flips and shit 
Um, but yeah, that's uh oh, and beyond that, actually, let's jump into your next game because like I want to kind of like get the good stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Way, um, so, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, Resident Evil Three Raccoon City demo came out uh, la- this this week. I don't remember what day it was, but mm-hmm. it came out. Um, so I was like, I gotta play it because I loved Resident Evil Two Remake. Um, but Resident Evil Three um, Nemesis uh, for the PlayStation was it PlayStation or PlayStation Two? Anyway, not my favorite game. Like I, it was mm. probably like one of my least favorite Resident Evil games. Uh, like out of the whole series i just didn't like nemesis chasing you and you're just like anxious the whole time um it just it just like was never my favorite but this remake just looks really good also like resident evil 3 has like really bad um like this character named carlos Mm -hmm. um they just mexicaned him up like what they thought a mexican was like back, you know, like they're like, hey, Holmes, like he's like a special oh, ops boy. dude. Like, yeah, he's like, it's really problematic. Um, But they fixed it in this one in the remake. Um, They made him a human and like not a caricature <laughs> of like whatever that is. So Speedy like, Gonzalez or some shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they added his character. They gave him a, like more. They gave everybody updated looks. Um, But basically the demo starts off where you have to, if you're not familiar with the game, uh, the original game. Uh, you have to fix this tram line uh, and like escape the city. Um, and the game throws you in as you're trying to get the parts to to start this tram line, which has been updated to be a subway system, which makes more sense in like a metropolitan mm-hmm. city like Raccoon City, um, which is basically like New York, NYC. Um, mm. Yeah, so you're playing as Jill Valentine, which is one of my favorite video game characters of all time. I think she's the most interesting uh, out of the Resident Evil fan, uh, like family uh, list of characters or whatever, um, but basically this this game is just it's more of Resident Evil Two remake, but it's mm. on ten. So like the graphics are like been dialed all the way up to a hundred. This game is gorgeous, man. Like I don't know what kind of magic they're doing over there at Capcom, but they got it right. Like whatever this engine is, is so pretty. Yeah, it's the I think it's the Resident Evil Seven engine still. Mm-hmm. um i think so too it, it's uh it's just oh man like it's just beautiful to look at like the city just looking around like all the fires and like even the zombies faces and stuff like that um yeah. but the little i guess minor detail differences are that like zombies take more to kill like um like in resident evil 2 you could like do like uh you can dismember zombies pretty easily like you just shoot them mm-hmm. in the leg and their legs will blow off and you can just turn them kind of into like these landmine crawling zombies mm-hmm. um which would like ease up your play a lot like exponentially um but here you have to like really be like going for headshots and like trying to kill them because like there's just so many zombies in this game because they're basically in the city now um and then uh the biggest thing uh is nemesis like he pops up like halfway through the demo and he's just aggressive as fuck like he's relentless it's it's it was scary like i was screaming <laughs> in my room and my roommate was like are you okay she like ran in here and she was like, she was like you okay i was like i'm sorry i'm playing a game she's like oh my god like she's like i never heard you scream like that before i was like well i've never played Have this game played before resident evil 3 yeah <laughs> seriously uh yeah and uh nemesis is uh, basically like the upgraded version of mr x 
and how Mr. X would just kind of walk at you with purpose. Uh, Nemesis is out to kill you. So he's like running. He'll oh, jump God. like he'll like do these grinds like over like ledges and shit. <laughs> he like literally slides into your frame of view if you're like running away. Um, he'll cut you off and like trip you with his tentacles. Um, he can also has the power to turn zombies into these like uh upgraded zombies like he gives them like the plants like an egg in their brain and like this big alien kind of pops out looking thing um similar to like resident evil 5 i think Mm -hmm. where like the you know they had that like african virus um it looks like that kind of thing um yeah and it's just like more of that like it's it's a it's the puzzle metroidvania that we love you know like yeah uh, I just can't I can't wait to kind of get it like I wasn't expecting to like actually like this one. But the way my like I was screaming and engaged, I'm, I'm going to be totally down for this thing. That's awesome. Yeah, we got a chance to play like we played half of like we both played the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, I played like a very little of it just to like feel what the controls were like. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, I'm actually like extremely impressed by the engine. Like I was there were times where I was watching my partner like aiming at um zombies that were like in a hallway like coming towards you like you said like their faces and like she would shoot them and like like kind of like doom like parts of them would just like fly off in chunks and like the way they would react and i was like in my head i was thinking and i tweeted this out too i was like man if i was a kid watching like my older brother or older cousins play I would be so terrified. So I like, I feel so bad for like <laughs> for kids, kids these days. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, um, like imagine like, you know, like Resident Evil one freaked me out as a kid, but I was yeah. so intrigued. But like now having this, like, like you can even tell shapes in that game. So yeah. like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like our imaginations were kind of filling in the blanks, but here it's like all present. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it looks so real. Like you could imagine what it would look like in your hallway and shit. Absolutely. And if you play this, like I recommend playing this game with headphones on. Um, like the sounds, like the three like environments are just like amazing. You can hear like people screaming in the distance behind you. Oh wow! Like you can hear like things crawling, and uh, it, it's just it's just. Uh, I think it's going to be another good one. Uh, I hope they keep doing these remakes. Uh, I would really want like a Code Veronica remake. I, I don't think they will, oh. but Code Veronica is one of the best Resident Evil games uh, ever. Uh, it's definitely like my second favorite one, but um, I think they also, oh yeah, they added um, like in Re- uh, Nemesis, or the original game, She uh, Jill had a, a dodge move, uh, which oh, was yeah. really convenient, and that's in this game, um, which is kind of cool. Um, they upgraded it now that if you do like a perfect dodge, um, like if a zombie's trying to grab you or bite you or whatever, you do like a roll and time slows down, so you can kind of like turn around and shoot, like in mm. like uh, Max Payne mode almost. It's a little, it's a little faster than that, but um, that's pretty cool. I, I thought that was yeah. like a really good addition. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm definitely curious to play more. Um, I will probably be doing video coverage on it, so stay oh, cool. tuned. But yeah, uh, I'd like to see more of this. Yeah, man, it it, it looks. It looks horrifying, and I've I've heard about like from Heather of like hospital sequences and like how much of a jerk Nemesis can be, and like yeah, he's 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 <sighs> an asshole, man. He's really scary. <laughs> like I don't know like what they expect you to do because you can like fight him. Like uh, like I played this demo twice, 
And the second one, I wasn't like as nervous, you know, like because I knew what to expect. Um, mm. So I just like I was like, let me just dump all my ammo into him, see if I could just kill him. Because in the original game, you can every time you encounter him, if you know how to do it, you can kill him, and he'll like give you like a rare weapon or something. So I did that. I wasn't able to kill him, but I made him run away, which was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So. I guess really quickly, um, as we were talking earlier about like how people have been coping with mm-hmm. having to be quarantined at home and trying to connect with their friends. Uh, last night we got into this thing, uh, like basically like a video group call for our good friend Irv. Shout out to Irv. Yeah, shout out to Irv. Happy birthday. Uh, happy, happy birthday again. It was for his birthday. So we were just like got into this group call and we like, it was like six of us at a time. Like people were like rotating in and out, but like we were able to play games basically. Like they had their version of like apples to apples and like it was on my phone, by the way. So it was like on Android and iOS and, you know, we're all just like talking, catching up. Like, how are you? How are things? How have you been coping with everything? You know, yada, yada, yada. And then eventually like someone booted up a game, like they started it up and it was just like, yeah, basically like apples to apples. And it's just like a regular like party game, like a card game. And um, it was really cool. Like, it, it wasn't very robust, but I think, like, now folks are, like, finding interesting new ways to use, like, all this teleconferencing For stuff sure. that we've only ever used in, like, one way. And, like, um, I was actually one of the people in our group chat, our, our good friend Gardy, was talking about how, like, because before, like, before the pandemic, um, he would, have, like, occasionally video call me. Like, he, I think that's, like, you know, a lot of people just video call each other, but for me, I had I'm a very like I don't like video calls I in general. <laughs> oh man, I like I well, it's changed now because of this. This is kind of like mm. really made me appreciate them because I'm like I don't know when the next time I'm be able to see my friends are. So it's like nice to be able to like see their faces or whatever. But generally in the past, I'm like you know whether it was because of my anxiety or whatever, or I just like didn't want to like you know engage with someone in, on that level i was like i would usually just text and be like yo what's up like can i call you like i don't want to do a video call so he he was like joking yesterday like oh you see like you know now now everybody wants to do video calls like yeah, i was giving everybody video calls and now like <laughs> you know everyone's doing this now but it has made me really appreciate it again like i that's like kind of all i want to do now is like video call everybody it's interesting Seriously. how i mean there's going to be like long lasting effects of this thing on like larger parts of our lives but i also wonder how this thing will affect us in terms of like you know like how we interact with one another even how it's going to impact our discord like i've even been wanting to make like other video channels and maybe like audio uh, chat channels and stuff and like um just so folks could like meet and talk and and just talk to each other beyond just like text on a screen because like there's a lot of stuff that can get lost that way and like um yeah, no, it was it was fascinating. But House Party on Android and iOS, I would say check that out if you if you got like a group of friends you want to try to reconnect with and play games with, even if they don't necessarily play like game games. Um, it's a really cool way for them to like maybe just you know wet their beak a little, and maybe you can sort of pitch them on Animal Crossing or something. That's I don't know. a fact. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool because uh, last night as well. That's the reason I I missed the the House Party things. Uh, my partner, her friends, uh, they've been getting together like. Uh, almost every night just to just drink and <laughs> talk to each other. Nice. Um, so they've been opening up Zoom calls. Um, but last night we played uh, some more uh, Drawful. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like you said, like we were using the Zoom. I use the Zoom app every day for work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at my job, but I've never really explored like the settings or anything. And we were able to find out last night that you can do like um, uh, backgrounds and shit, like yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. motion backgrounds and stuff. Like I never did that before. And you can just upload your own pictures and stuff. So we were just like clowning around, um, <laughs> doing stuff like that. But I, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. The only other things I've been playing uh, just business as usual. I put them on here just because um, I got to actually play with my friends. <laughs> um, so I put Modern Warfare Warzone. I got to play with uh, Nate and uh suhel so shout out to those guys those are our good friends um and then i played uh apex legends with sam from the discord and hey. formerly of geek Heart games um and me her and suhel got some some games in that were pretty good nice uh, nice but those games are still good reporting in so Hell uh yeah. modern warfare warzone has a solo mode now and it's fantastic you know i'm ashamed to say i still haven't played that you should try it out man yeah, I'm gonna play it. I'll yeah, play it this week. It's, I mean, no rush. Yeah. It's it's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be like the one guy having questions like two months later. Like, wait, how do I shoot? <laughs> how do um, I pick up the gun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having my doom moments of like, <laughs> I can't do this. Can't keep up with you kids. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. Let's jump right into the news for the week. So lots have actually happened this week, including more coronavirus uh, stuff going on, but. It was interesting. Earlier this week, there was actually a Kotaku article that that went public about how GameStop were basically they were going to keep their stores open because they sort of classified their their business as essential, especially mm. during this time, and you know completely disregarding the safety and and health of their their workers and stuff. And like you know, there was there was some really good tweets from Jason actually Jason Schreier who was like talking about you know, just in comparison, like their CEO and all this other stuff and like how much they make, just like the disparity there, you know, but yeah, either way. Um, then another story came out, this is taken from IGN, but GameStop to close all US storefronts to comply with COVID-19 regulations, move to curbside and digital service only. So starting March 22nd, all GameStop stores located in the United States will temporarily stop customer access to storefronts, processing orders on a digital-only basis, moving to curbside pickup at stores, and e-commerce delivery only, the company said in a statement on Sunday. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, the news comes only a day after IGN originally reported that GameStop decided to close all California stores following increasing public scrutiny over their decision to consider themselves as an essential business due to their selling of tech hardware like keyboards and webcams. Um, in a statement, the company said that they move that the moves to strictly curbside pickup and digital sales will allow them to still serve customers who have made orders on GameStop's website or app and have requested a physical product pickup at their local store. So, yeah, they've sort of changed their tune a little bit, probably because of all the public outcry, but. Um, it's pretty wild. I mean, we, we talked about at the top of the show about, you know, companies not really considering this thing yeah. uh, into their equation when dealing with their workers who have to actually commute, you know, using public transportation or uh, or have to deal with people face to face in the right. public. So, like, it's interesting how we're going to start seeing companies move forward with this kind of stuff, especially how it's going to impact local businesses. Like we've seen people talk about like buying gift cards for companies or restaurants that you really like and all this other stuff. But um, yeah, this is interesting. What did you, what did you think about all this? Well, I mean, this kind of hits close to home because my, my, the same day, like the day before they put this out, that story came out at least um, my job 
classified themselves as essential business. Um, but apparently we're still like considered essential because our main partner uh, is a big player in like, um, and they have a huge like market share in like tech. So uh, they're, they're no, they're not going to stop us, unfortunately. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, screw, screw the people. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that the workers are getting paid and they're not like, they still get all their 40 hours or whatever they're working, you know, like their, all their full-time benefits and stuff like that. Cause yeah, I, I just, sure. I just don't trust GameStop. Like <laughs> to be honest, like, you know, especially like their CEO and stuff, uh, they're not going to put their workers first. They were trying to weasel their way out of this whole thing. So, right. I mean, I just hope that they do right by their, their workers. Um, even though like, I hate the company, like I think that their workers are just doing what they got to do. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, and I, I think it's also going to like expose or continue to expose how unfair and how imbalanced a lot of those scales are, right? Like, yeah. you know, when we're talking about healthcare, we're talking about salaries, how people are going to actually afford to buy the groceries in the stores that are like, you know, at risk of being like closed or like starting to run out of stuff. So it's like a lot of stuff's going to be tested in the next coming weeks and months. Cause this thing is like only just getting started, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, man, interesting story. I'm, I'm, you know, hoping and, and wishing the best for all those workers. I hope that they can figure something out, but uh, yeah, yeah man, interesting. Yeah. Weird times. Um, all right, cool. Our next story, PlayStation five. Uh, there was a lot of news this week and in, in the previous week that I, I feel like we, um, kind of briefly talked about but the the specs for both the playstation 5 and the xbox one x or i'm sorry the xbox one series x god I can't keep up with these names um they're all their like specs are now public basically and it seems like on paper the xbox series x um in terms of like output and and even just like the the custom graphics cards and all this other stuff like it seems like it has the slight advantage in terms of like the numbers game. Like I think it outputs or it has more teraflops, whatever the buzzword is. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I find really interesting about the PlayStation five is the ways in which it's going to be utilizing the solid state drive. And I don't necessarily understand uh, all the like ins and outs quite literally of how it's managing data and all that kind of stuff and accessing things and, and and what that means for developers and how they sort of load and and you know make their games basically but from what i'm reading and understanding from like a general sense it seems like it allows for access to data in ways that like will completely transform the way games are made and played so like we talked about load times and we talked about all the other kind of stuff but it's coming with an 825 gig solid state drive which is a decent amount of like solid state drive storage if you know yeah. how much those go for which makes me also wonder like how much are these devices going to be um and they talked about you know expandable storage adding like your custom like the ability to at least do what we can do with the ps4 and pop it open and add your own drive You're plugging in external drives for like ps4 games because it's going to have some level of backwards compatibility um but yeah, it's it's really fascinating that we're talking about this stuff, you know, amidst all the, you know, things going on. 
and there are like really good articles. Uh, there was actually a really good one that Mike Fahey wrote up on Kotaku about like the differences, like the Xbox One versus the PlayStation 5, or the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X, excuse me. And there's also a really good Eurogamer article by the folks at Digital Foundry um, that really is like an in-depth dive of all the tech specs and all that stuff that I just don't <laughs> understand, to be quite honest with you. But um, I did read about like um, this series of tweets from developers who are like extremely excited about what the ps5 could mean for them and how they make games there was even like a claim of of like um this one developer had tweeted out basically like this will change the way we basically make make games excuse me so they said in theory the ps5 solid state drive means developers can worry a little less about level streaming and memory micromanagement which is a huge time sink link a late on in the dev cycle and it, the source of many bugs that means it might actually help to reduce crunch which is hmm. wishful thinking i hope that's the case i hope this like you know they don't start crunching on other things instead right you know, that seems to be like a very logical step but um yeah i'm curious to know like if you've been keeping up with all of this like next gen console stuff and like if you're if it's got you excited or less excited or or how you feel about it i mean i don't i, don't, I get excited to know that like something is coming but i don't I don't really like care like i'm not gonna put my hat in the ring until i see what games are coming out and you know what's gonna give me the the most bang for my buck especially um yeah. like let, let's talk about the brass tacks and how it's gonna like actually you know what do i gotta cough up <laughs> yeah also like what games y'all got yeah exactly what, what games is gonna be on there you know right off the bat because I, I definitely don't stand these these brands um I'm, I'm you know i consume all their stuff but like you know i, I just want to take it you know you know at a, at a responsible pace like i, I don't mm-hmm. really get too hyped for this stuff to be honest yeah i think that's a healthy perspective to have especially like with you know i've seen so many like we saw the reactions with like the announcement of horizon zero dawn going to pc and seeing all these people upset about it and it's like Come on, guys. That's uh, we've got bigger problems going on right now, and the ways mm-hmm. in which, like, you know, I've even seen like, um, again, I, like it's hard to not like detach what's going on from the COVID nineteen pandemic happening at the moment. But I saw some like really funny, like, you know, the anti SJW game blogs and YouTubers yeah. out there who are like, you know, like so-and-so has a problem with animal crossing and colonialism and like oh my god like they're they're at it again politics and games and you're like man at the the end of the day man there's way bigger shit happening right now and like if y'all still need this to fucking feel better about yourselves and sure fine whatever but like i don't know again bringing it back to what you said at the top of the show like i'm just glad that like we can at least present this side of what it is to be like a video game liker, yeah. which is like, Hey man, like I, I honestly have no allegiance here. Like I, I'm <laughs> really excited for both. Like I think right. they're both going to be great. Um, but it's interesting at least from the perspective of seeing the different tech specs that it seems like they might've actually been taking a cue from like the switch in some ways where it's like, I said this, I've been saying this since episode damn near episode one, that like That's Nintendo, true clearly marches to the beat of their own drum and they knew that they were going to put out a like you know a weaker system that wasn't going to age very well but they were going to lean into those weaknesses and like animal crossing is a perfect example of a game that definitely doesn't have ray tracing (laughs) it's not like 
not 60 frames. It doesn't have, it doesn't even fucking have voice chat. But the fact that like Xbox and PlayStation are now like starting to make their custom machines is kind of cool because now they have to differentiate themselves from like the Google Stadia's and the GeForce Now's of the world right. where it's like, we can't just depend on a slightly beefier PC. Like y'all got to do something interesting, something custom, something like, I don't know, put some detachable joy cons on that PS five or some shit, make it, make it cool in some <laughs> other way. But, um, oh God, yeah, it's, don't do that. yeah, don't do that. That's a horrible, <laughs> don't please don't. But also Nintendo give us a switch pro. Cause yeah. Uh, oh my God. Daddy needs one. I need um, it. But uh, yeah, man, speaking of Nintendo, our next story, very heartwarming story. Uh, we're going to take a turn into heartwarming town, part of town. Uh, this is taken from videogameschronicle.com, but an 87-year-old Animal Crossing fan has been immortalized in New Horizons. Um, this is adorable. So apparently, uh, grandmother Audrey was thrust into the spotlight last year via a YouTube video in which she revealed her nearly 4,000-hour playtime on Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh um, in the video, which yeah, which has been viewed almost 10 million times, the senior citizen revealed that she had played the 3DS game nearly every day for four years, amassing 3,580 hours of playtime. Um, so, um, yeah, so she quickly became a hit, and then basically, like, they found out, because Nintendo has done this before with like they put like a Robin Williams style character in Breath of the Wild. Apparently, right. I don't actually even know about that. Um, but yeah, there's a character in there called Audie, and um, it's been pretty cool. It's actually a really, really adorable like screenshot of her in this article. And um, yeah, they they discovered her basically has the same name as the woman who had been playing New Leaf so cute, in the man. YouTube video. So yeah. Super durable. I don't have them on my island, but um, kind of a nice story. I thought it was kind of cute that Nintendo would do something like that. Yeah, that, uh, that's some heartwarming shit right there, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. It's, I was like, I needed that kind of story for this week, man, after everything going on in the world. but that's uh, a fact. Also, no yeah. one games as hard as this lady. Yo, for real. <laughs> you guys are all scrubs. Scrubs, you're not real gamers. What's the last time you put 4,000 hours into anything, bro? <laughs> Yo, that's God. A- that's crazy. Seriously, I don't even Malcolm think Gladwell will shame you. <laughs> Word. She's halfway there. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, actually, I'm going to take a quick break before we finish up the rest of the show, but okay. uh, we will be right back. All right, jumping into questions for the week. Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Or you can drop them into our Discord questions channel. Um, or if you're brave enough, like some folks were this week, send us a voice message using the Anchor app, especially now more than ever, because we yeah. want to hear y'all. We want to like, hear you. you know, we, we're getting cabin fever. We got to hear some human voices. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So Eddie Murphy's Law in the Discord asks... Do y'all have a favorite terminally ill character? It's a cliche as old as time, but I recently replayed uh, Red Dead 2, and I'll just kind of leave it at that because it's spoiler territory. But do you have any favorite terminally ill characters? Um, so we were kind of scrambling. Uh, <laughs> it's a little peek behind the curtain. It's episode <laughs> 200. We'll give you some uh, yeah. podcast magic here. Uh, we're kind of scrambling to come up with some characters, but I thought about um, one of my favorite movies. I know probably people are going to roll their eyes at this, but um, Dawn of the Dead 2004 Zack Snyder edition. 
That movie's um, dope. That movie is dope. Um, what's up, brother? Uh, Ving Rain is in it, <laughs> but uh, the character Michael, spoil oh, spoiler alert, <laughs> he doesn't oh, make it. Damn. <laughs> but he's uh, he's a little sick. Uh, but he he holds the team down when you know the whole time, and he, yeah. he just you know he doesn't worry them with his his sickness as most most of these characters tend to do. Um, but yeah, I, I like that character a lot. That's a good one. That's a great pick. Um, yeah, the only one that came to mind for me was um, Breaking Bad. Uh, it's pretty like famous and well known at this point. Like it's kind of the premise of the show, at least had how it starts, um, where you know chemistry teacher, high school chemistry teacher, uh, finds out he has uh, cancer. He's terminally ill, so he decides to you know throw caution to the wind and become like a meth. Uh, I guess, what do you even how do you even call it he's like the a, meth dealer <laughs> yeah like the, like a meth dealer like he basically makes it using his sort of chemistry knowledge and and enters the underworld and it, it's kind of cool it's kind of cool like character study i'm sure y'all have heard a really great breaking bad um you know uh opinions it, by it's now, one of the greatest shows of all time for sure for it's sure probably and like it, top five of my favorite yeah it's yeah, up there. Sure. It's definitely up That's there for me pick. as well. Yeah, because it's it's cool to see somebody who like very much like the Red Dead character as well. And like and in, in your example, like seeing a character who, you know, death no longer is an obstacle for them. Like they know it's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. for other characters, it's like, oh, maybe I'll get out alive. But they know they're going down and they're gonna go down swinging. And I think those kind of perspectives are fascinating, especially like, you know, in the world we live in nowadays. It's like, just you know, to borrow a phrase. Do the right thing. Right. Uh, do the right thing. Um, all right, cool. So our next question comes from Shadow Tez who, in the Discord who asks, my question is, how do I go about finding an ethnically safe gamer group other than some of my real life friends who aren't necessarily playing the same things at the same time as me? It's rather difficult. Of course, there's the optional Discord itself, but if we pretend you guys weren't here, where would I go looking? Um, and he says, he adds, if it's not clear... Uh, it doesn't have to be a group of all black, which I identify as, or one particular race, or non-white. Just a safe group for the expression of colloquialisms and in-jokes that's common among POC. Oh, that's a good question. And well, really good question. Really well worded. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I've always had uh, luck of just like kind of Twitter has been like a really good guide. Um, you kind of just see who's usually communicating with and interacting with one another. And if you like them, you kind of follow those groups. Um, D- Discord has been a really cool um, tool to use with that. Um, getting like-minded people and together is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't go to like Reddit. <laughs> um, I mean, th- there are safe spaces in Reddit, but you know, that's always, it's a little harder on there but i i think like twitter is one of those things where like the algorithm itself will kind of put you in a group that you're you kind of already lean towards yeah um and then you can kind of like you know adjust from there that's real though because that that's actually a a really good tip which i'll circle back around to in a second but that's a really interesting question because that's something that i struggled with way back in like 2014 when i first had the ps4 where i was like oh i have i have 
Battlefield 4 at the time and I was like no one none of my friends had it yet so I was like I want to play with people I want to be able to communicate so I hopped into like the Battlefield 4 subreddit and I was pretty active for a bit here and there and I was like partying up with random folks basically being like what time zone are you in and then finding out what time zone they were in and linking up that way but this is a real this is a real concern of mine that I often have which is one of the reasons why I don't like playing with like voice chat on with strangers um because there are times where like you know if I'm getting real into it I'll like say something that's like he like you mentioned like a phrase or like a colloquialism that is more common among you know people of color or whatever like just funny things or references to things like yeah so and then you know nine times out of 10, if I'm being real with the people that you're being matched up with randomly, or even if you like go to like a Reddit or discord or whatever, like nine times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10, they're not going to be people of color. And that's just like the way the numbers sort of work out in, in terms of like who are in those spaces, not necessarily like who makes up the larger demographic because I can't speak to that. But what I would say is like, definitely, you know, hit up our discord for sure. But there's also like some really good, uh, Twitter accounts to follow for sure. Like I follow um, a particular Twitter handle called Latinos in Gaming. They're technically Latinx in Gaming now. Like their display name is that. But I'd give them a follow. They have a Discord as well. Um, there's uh, another one that I really that I follow that I really enjoy, and they sort of um, broadcast other um, people's voices on Twitter that you don't normally hear from. And it's black girl gamers. They're on Twitter as well. They have their own sort of communities where like people can get together and like feel safe and like not have to worry about being, you know, attacked or whatever for, for any other reason. But I would say like follow, I mean, I know Twitter isn't the best place to be, especially like with everything going on at the moment. But if you find the right communities and you find the right developers, you find the right, um, even like the the right voices who are covering the game space, like you know, I, I follow a lot of other content creators of color, and like I try to follow what communities they're tapped into, who they retweet, who right. they're like talking to, um, and that's been helpful to point me in the direction of like getting in contact with folks, or just like also like follow like the um, friends of the podcast, the game devs of color. They're in New York City, but they have. Uh, you know, they know developers from all over the country and the world. So you could like find out about things that way. I would say if you live in uh, or like close to a major city, follow any sort of like indie local indie scenes um, and see which developers are either making stuff or like giving classes or Twitch streamers that are like people of color that sound like you. Like there are ways to find those communities. You have to do a little bit of extra work, but um, more often than not, you'll find like a streamer that you really like who maybe has, you know, maybe sometimes they have a subreddit, but maybe that subreddit could lead you to, or that Twitter account could lead you to their Discord. But I do think Discord is a really great tool to um, to find that kind of thing. And if there's, and if, if people listening know about that stuff, definitely drop it into our questions yeah, channel. drop that link. Because I'm also, yeah, I'm also very curious. I want to find out like where these communities exist because those are the folks that realistically... Uh, for the most part, I would say like I'm trying to reach, like I'm trying to just talk to folks who like, you know, will make a specific kind of reference or will, you know, I'll mm-hmm. drop a flex bomb or whatever. Like those are the kind of things that I want to talk about and I want to be comfortable talking about. I don't want to have to necessarily like, you know, censor myself in any way or like police myself, like edit myself before I say something like, oh, 
maybe my audience won't get that. It's like, no, here on this show, like I'm going to say whatever. Cause it's like, I right. know you're going to get it a first and foremost. And B like, if anyone else doesn't get it, like, you know, do your Googles. Um, Seriously. Hard. That was a good question. But, uh, great question. Great question. Uh, okay, cool. We have numerous audio questions. Um, our first one. Yeah. Our first one coming from our very own discord mod, Sam. Uh, and here it goes. Hey guys, Sam here. Congratulations on your 200th episode. And also thank you. I know it's quite a bit of work to put out a weekly podcast and the fact that you guys have stuck with it so long and keep putting out great shows every week. It's just, it's just awesome. Also, thank you for the great community that you've made and all the friends I've made through your discord. You guys are just doing great work and we appreciate having you. Uh, So now for a question. Who would be the mascot for the optional podcast? And you can't say Ripley or NASA. I know those would be the logical choices, but this has to be somebody or something from a video game. So uh, let me know. Thanks again. And here's to 200 more. Oh, thank Damn, you so I much. I can't Sam. pick my cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Sam. Uh, you're, the, you're the goat. Um. All right. So we gotta pick a mascot, Paul. Um. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. It's gotta be a game. Um, I'm thinking maybe not even a game, right? It's gotta be like a knockoff spin of a character. So you know how you'll see like bootleg T-shirts of like, I don't know, like um, what's the the pig from like like Looney Tunes and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. I know. Or like, or like, maybe it's like Taz, but like right. Taz is like somehow blue and has like red <laughs> sneakers on. Like it's got to be like a knockoff. That's oh like, yeah, you already know. Or like Bart, like Bart Simpson, but he has like the Mario overalls, like something real sus that doesn't really like <laughs> technically infringe any copyrights. But if like the Nintendo lawyers looked close enough they'd be like oh wait a second we got it's the it's the sonic uh pre uh edit 100 <laughs> like with a do-rag and like a do-rag and maybe braces or something yeah maybe um, braces and like uh i don't know like a like no, a no he on. has like a flowy dragon ball z shirt on oh whatever wow. the character it is it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta have that um, that is phenomenal. Let's see. Yeah. Or maybe like a something um, super janky like that. Like a like a I'm trying to think of like what are some New York City staples? Like a pigeon. Yeah, it's like pigeon, rat, roach. An anime um, pigeon? It could be. I feel like too many brands use pigeon though. That's true. Shout like New York based bands are like we just love pigeons. Um yeah. we can Jeff do Steve. like the black squirrel. Oh, you see that... those in Central Park? Okay, I'd like, be into that. Like it's always like missing a limb or some shit. <laughs> Why are all our it's... animals missing a limb? And it's like, like going through cigarette butts. Like this isn't <laughs> yeah. food. This isn't food. That's the optional mascot. It's just yeah. like, or like a dirty Elmo with the optional logo. <laughs> oh on my chest. god! Yeah, Times Square Elmo. That's what it is. Doing yeah. the fucking new dances and shit. <laughs> Dude, like, like flossing and shit. Yeah, that's definitely that's the that's the mascot. In case you were wondering. Um, oh all right, cool. Our uh, second question comes from our other Discord mod, Chase. 
Hey, Paul and Cam. Congrats on the 200 episodes. So let's make some predictions. When the optional podcast gets to 400, what are y'all going to be playing? And what's the news y'all are going to be discussing? Wow. Wow. Uh, thank you for the wishes. Um, right. We're definitely going to be playing like our contact lens consoles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least that's my dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like whatever um, Ready Player One I wear, I'm going to be wearing. Like that's where we're going to be playing. See, but you, it's basically just going to be a simulation of like our real lives, right? Yeah. Like it's going to yeah. be like so you took it a step further. I was like VR is going to be like more affordable, way cooler. <laughs> it's going to be like not dependent on hardware so much. Like my thing 200 episodes from now, here's my prediction and we can maybe record this and set it in amber, inject it in amber like Jurassic Park. Um my thing is i think vr will be less dependent on hardware and i think it'll probably tap into like the streaming future so Mm. like stadia on vr goggles or something to that extent maybe even ar goggles um so what i'm thinking is we'll be recording this show basically like you said like in vr chat like in whatever ready one player ready player one world we live in but we'll be talking about I mean, we'll definitely be in the streaming future by then. Um, we will be talking about um, a world in which VR is like more of an actual thing and not more of like a hobbyist right. type of situation. Um, I think there might be, uh, I don't know. I, I want to say like, the creation tools and all that kind of stuff will be a lot easier. So I'm hoping we get to see more, um, just more access to games. So I, I want to be talking about like a platform that maybe only caters to like those kinds of games. Like maybe, I don't know, like maybe there is like a really cool platform that is like not even from one of the manufacturers we're thinking about. Like maybe it's, maybe it comes out of nowhere. Like maybe it's like that, that play date thing or whatever. It's like Maybe something it's the really Ouya cool. Two. <laughs> oh shit. You heard it here first. <laughs> Ouya two. Yo, the we're Ouya. playing the Ouya two. We played the Something Tuya? went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This quarantine went, went left. God. Yeah, if we're playing the Things Tuya, didn't get we're better. in the darkest <laughs> timeline, bro. Wow, that's the name of the podcast this week. Um all right, that was a great question. Thank you, Chase. Um all right, next question <laughs> comes from uh B Mac. Yo, shout out to B Mac. Paul and Cam, this is your boy Bernard from Cleveland, better known as BMAC8. Just want to find out, when you guys start a new game, do you change the controls to fit what you're used to, or do you want to figure out how they want you to play and see what they have set up? Take it easy, fellas. Hope you all safe out there. Peace. Ooh, good question. question. What about Uh, you, So I think it depends. I think um, if it's a PC game, I'm definitely switching shit up. Like I'm putting, I'm like customizing like the sides, the side buttons on my mouse and all that kind of stuff. But if it's, um, if it's like a, if I'm playing with a controller, I'll do my best to listen to the game and figure out what it wants me to do. Cause nine times out of 10, the default control scheme is like, 
probably the best one. Like it's mm-hmm. like they're factoring in something that you haven't even thought about yet. But there are those moments where you're like, like No Man's Sky, where like the you click in the sticks and those are all weird, and you're like, oh, I gotta change this up if like if there's a way to do it. Yeah, I, yeah. Like the the right thumbstick. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to make it as comfortable for myself if I can, if there is an option for that. But like, say like a like an Apex Legends kind of like they have so many inputs in that game that they did it perfectly almost <laughs> like it, yeah everything feels good in yeah. that game uh even though it didn't feel natural um it doesn't really play like every other shooter like the classic like call of duty layout you know um, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah I, I guess i'll try it if if it feels uncomfortable but other than that i usually play as is yeah same same i mean the the good thing about having the um one of those really fancy um what are they called scuff controllers the vantage mm. two that i have is like you can actually like you know change the button for like the grenade or whatever or like healing in apex which is like really nice to have so you never take your thumbs off sticks i do want to see um next gen um support that more whether it like i don't even necessarily need their controllers to have back paddles and stuff i think that would be nice but i think that would also be like a premium feature for people who really really want it um but i would like to see the option in the menus to be like you know what i don't want square to be square i want circle to be square and vice versa Mm -hmm. so i do think that like there is um and then that would also just like lead to to i don't know just more experiment experimentation excuse me um and ways to just solve problems that players will figure out before sometimes the developers would. So um, really good question. Also hope you're being safe out there. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Shout out to Cleveland. Word, word. Speaking of which, uh, (laughs) our last question for the week, we haven't even screened this one yet. This one came in right at the buzzer as soon as we started recording. So uh, hopefully it's not some, some fuck shit, but uh, here it is. It's from uh, Kotaku's senior editor, Natalie DeGraff and Reed. Friend of the show. Yo, 200 episodes. That's brazy. Congratulations to both of y'all. Uh, big shout out to Paul Tamayo, who was always happy to uh, to give me a shout out on the show. Uh, <laughs> not sure if there's anyone else there who needs to be shouted out, but if they are, they can kick rocks. Um, so my question for you is, for this 200th episode, uh if there are, this is for new viewers, if there were any older episode of the podcast that you could get everybody to listen to, which one would it be? Oh, wow. Man. I got, yeah, I got, I got mine. Uh, I can think of like themes. Um, I think, uh, also, I don't appreciate that, Natalie. Let me address that <laughs> first. I gave you a shout out earlier this episode and you probably gonna feel, I hope you feel mm. bad about it. Mm. Um, but like the ep- first episode you were on, um, that was like a really good one. Uh, yeah. In recent times, like that, like you brought like a new life to our uh, show. Um, but the old episodes with Steven, if you can yeah. find those, man, we had some silly, silly times <laughs> where we were just like legit, like he would break the show. We were just like cry laughing. Yeah. Um, those Those were always good times. I can't think of like one moment specifically, but... Uh, we man, gotta those, have those video shows were hilarious yo so 
I'm going to put this out into the universe now, but we have to have like a reunion show where it's me, you and Roman and Steven. Oh my God. And, like all of us together in the sa- hopefully in the same room once Corona, maybe we could do it remotely. Maybe now's the time to do it. Yeah. But, um, I also like, I just really want to have Steven back on a show. I would love to have Roman back on a show, especially like, I mean, now would be a good time considering that like, you know, our good friend Roman, who used to be a part of the show, one of the three pillars that, prop to show up to begin with is now working at freaking activision and is yeah, like he, he made his own like run through video games it's amazing yeah yeah formerly at rockstar now at activision working on like call of duty and stuff so like super super proud of him always will be um would love to have him back on the show maybe to even talk about like warzone and stuff so uh maybe we could maybe we could cook that up maybe i'll maybe i'll you know uh finesse that in the future but i would say if you had to listen to one episode like from our archives Definitely any of our award shows. Uh, oh my God, yeah, those are always good. Optional awards are just like ridiculous. We just don't know what we're doing. Um, I, I do think, um, like you said, definitely the episode with Natalie was a was a quality episode. Anytime we have guests on, I feel like we do a really good job of like matching their energy and like making them feel welcome. So it's another thing I'm hoping to continue to do in the future. Uh, I did one episode once with uh, Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. Shout out to Spawn on Me. Shout out to Cobb, man. Yeah, that was yo. He's been a supporter for the show before yeah, anything like happened. Jump, jump. Yeah, like before no one, before anybody knew about us. When we had like twenty listeners, he was like, "Yo, your show is cool." I was like, "What? That's fucking cool." Yeah, we um, used to do streams with him sometimes. That was, that was yeah, good, good times. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely those episodes, and uh, hopefully we can get to get more guests, including uh, including Natalie, if uh, if Cam will allow it. We'll we'll see. <laughs> yo, we I don't want no Cam. beef with the big blood. All right. <laughs> I, I don't want no beef. Yeah, she's going to spike a volleyball right in your <laughs> fucking nose, bro. Um, all right, cool. Jumping into feeling it. Feeling oh, it is where yeah. we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Why don't you kick it off? Uh, yeah, I mean, this since everybody's home these days, um, online, even in our own friend group, uh, I've been seeing a lot of... I, I wrote down creativity despite boredom, right? That's my feeling in totality. It's like everybody's coming up with these creative ways to keep their brain moving and just not be stagnant um, because they don't have like work at the regular like pace that they have it. Um, You know, they don't have to be out and about. So all these like really creative challenges are coming out. Some are really dumb. Don't get me wrong. Some (laughs) are really stupid and you shouldn't partake in them. Like don't put toilet paper on the ground when people can't even buy any. Um, Oh, I haven't seen that one people don't don't go looking for it but uh yeah people are doing like exercise challenges and doing really cool like tiktoks where they're like you know i saw one earlier that was like a girl and a guy they turned themselves into a horse and a guy riding a horse like it it looks like a horse and it's amazing <laughs> i gotta i gotta find a way to link it but it's, oh i it's seen just, that one you see that one like yeah, it's yeah, so like, that, it made me smile so hard and like yeah it's just really good. I've been like having a great time looking at everybody's like feeds, just seeing how yeah. they're like keeping together. Even like you did like a shot challenge the other night yeah. and uh, where you challenge a bunch of people to take a shot, whatever. And uh, our friend Julius, uh, he took a shot of Ritz crackers and it was just like, it made me laugh so hard. No, it's Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Cheez-Its. Um, it, it's just shit like that. It's like the best is coming out of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and I, I've just been loving it, man. Yeah, that's a. It, this is like my favorite part of like you know, despite all of the like horrible things going on and unfortunate like you know, the the negative effects of COVID nineteen and like the pandemic. It is really cool to see how people are like coping and trying to connect with one another and like, you know, just like promote positivity, like, which is, you know, one thing that we're super big on. So like, uh, seeing that like push up challenge, like our good friend Suji, like sent that to us and was like, Hey, like everybody like do, I, I didn't know the rules at first. Apparently it was 10 push ups. I did one and a half stories of push ups before I got tired. And like, <laughs> I ended the story cause my partner was filming, but then I realized in the first story, that was good. It was totally fine. I did 11 push-ups, so technically I did one extra yeah, push-up. Um, and then there was 20. like a plank one. How many did you do? 20? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then there was like a plank one that I also did. But like, it, it's fun. Like, there, there's a part of me that had to like, you know, I, I'm still like not the best on social media. Like, I don't do it very well in terms of like Instagram, on the Instagram side of things. Yeah. Um, so... I'm learning to get better with it and just like be more comfortable with like putting my face out there and like being silly for people. Cause like before I used to sort of like only see it as a promotional, you know, marketing type of thing for the quote unquote brand. But the way people are like, you know, the way it should be in my opinion or, or the way it's like, I think it shines is when people are like just sort of sharing in this weird, you know, um, reality that we now live in that like we all just yeah. sort of have to be okay with and make fun of and i think that's like yeah it's great to see that stuff like you you love to see it i, I really do yeah uh, what about you man um oh this is so for one. me <laughs> oh yeah this is a great one so for me this is something that blindsided me completely uh a couple months ago at this point i think we were all hanging out we got some lunch and a friend of ours shout out to herb and melina um they started to talk well melina specifically started to talk to my partner about um like reality tv and stuff like that and sort of got us like interested and intrigued and like maybe wanting to watch some some of these like really horribly trashy shows but my partner in particular was very very intrigued and really really interested so one of those shows is a show called vanderpump rules and this recommendation comes with a huge asterisk you have to have the patience and the the tolerance for this kind of um, fuck shit. for this kind of fuck shit yeah for lack of a better word term um but i at first was very like pretty dismissive of it i was like oh this is so stupid also fun fact um basically like what 12 years ago at this point god i'm old um i used to work in reality tv i used to be a production assistant so that meant like you know I did everything from picking up gear to picking up crew, uh, talent, uh, driving 15 passenger vans around New York City, cargo vans with freaking no windows, just using our, my mirrors, um, cube trucks, like just like the worst kind of stuff. Like, oh, we need water. I have to go to the, you know, a store and bring back like two cases of water, like really like horrible stuff. Um, but I was usually pretty dismissive of reality TV for the most part. And um, watching when she started watching this, I was like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. This is like horrible. These people are all the worst. And like a lot of this is very manufactured. It's very like, you know, not scripted, but very produced. And in sometimes 
it is kind of scripted. Like I've been there on set where they're like, all right, you're meeting for the first time, but you all happen to have microphones on. And like, <laughs> yeah. actually that shot wasn't good. Can you like walk out the door and come back in? Like, okay. And then like they shake hands and hug and be like, I haven't seen you in so long, but like, bro, you just saw him five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so like a lot of that stuff is like BS and you have to be okay with how manufactured and, and lit, like literally like lights are set up beforehand. Like things are like framed and, and positioned. Like those tripods just don't, appear you know like so you know with all that being said uh there is a rhythm and a cadence to it that you have to become accustomed to and the way i've been like describing it to people especially like with vanderpump rules is like it is professional wrestling meets anime and i'll get into that in a second just just put that thought to the side for now but the premise of vanderpump rules is it's around it's basically set and revolves around the the restaurants and bars i guess to an extent of this one restaurant tour entrepreneur uh this woman uh named lisa vanderpump who was actually on the real housewives of beverly hills thank you uh to my judges over here um which i've never seen but this show is it's like it's surrounds the lives of her staff so there are there are like waiters, servers, there are bartenders, managers, like all these people that are just like you know L.A. folks who are like struggling to make ends meet and be in the limelight and get their shot. And it's fascinating because it is like a character study or like a documentary on a series of like really like troubled people like some of them like legitimately have alcohol problems and the show they they, you just see them spiraling out of control so it's like kind of like low-key disturbing to see that like up close but you're also seeing them take advantage of like the exposure and like setting up their own brands and like you see them the progression of their lives from season one as these broke kids who are living in like apartments and like you know four to an apartment or three to an apartment and now where they're like in season eight, I believe, um, now they're like all basically like loaded. They have houses, um, you know, they're starting to get married with, to one another, which is like, oh God, why are you guys doing this? <laughs> Don't do um, this. It is like the trashiest, most like entertaining television yeah. It, it's and, got that oh. Jersey Shore shake, you know, like, yeah, it's that yeah. beautiful mess of like, you know, seeing, uh, you know, young people party and just destroy their lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, in these weird social dioramas, it's, it's so interesting. Man. It's, like, I'm it's surprised it still works, like, to be honest. Oh, it, it's definitely like cooled off a little bit. It's plateaued in some ways. So they've like injected new characters at least in the latest season yeah but i would recommend like putting this on if this sounds interesting to you at all if it doesn't if you're like paul what the fuck is wrong with you that's fine i get it i'll take it but it's also funny like i talked about it at work recently and like a couple folks at work were like wait paul you watch vanderpump rules and i'm like absolutely it is (laughs) yes i do absolutely i'm like not ashamed to say it it is in my opinion i've gone from like a complete naysayer to somebody who like thinks that like reality television in this case Vanderpump Rules it's like the pinnacle of this black mirror 
world that we live in now. It's like this, it is, it's fascinating. It's fascinating on so many levels that I can get into for like three hours, which I won't, maybe I'll do like a Vanderpump rewatch show with everybody. But um, I would just say like, I would highly recommend watching it with someone like in the same way that you would want to watch like a comedy with somebody or like, I don't know, like a concert or something like you don't want to kind of do that by yourself on the couch. Cause you're like, it's so much fun to watch that. Like with my partner on the couch while we're both playing like animal crossing or before this while, while I was playing animal crossing. Right. Um, and just like have it on in the background while maybe she's working on stuff and, or like, you know, maybe we're just focusing on our own projects and, occasionally just like glance over to the screen and laugh at the argument happening because so-and-so slept with so-and-so's boyfriend and that boyfriend also got a girl pregnant in Vegas. Like it's (laughs) the worst, like trashiest stuff, but you learn to eventually develop relationships and bonds with like your favorite quote unquote characters. Like I am very, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's a good time. It's nonsense. Like don't treat it too seriously. Just like, put it on as something that you mostly watch in the background and just observe also like the, the interesting sort of like time capsule look at, cause I think it started in like 2012 or 2013 or something. So you get to see, you know, the progression of even like technology, like what phones they're using, um, what memes or what shows are they talking about? Like, it's a really interesting peek into like, you know, life, even as it was five years ago, which at this point feels like, two decades ago um so yeah that's my very random feeling it this week it's something that i've been watching for like maybe a couple months now at this point but um it's so good i love it um and i i'm probably gonna watch more trashy reality television as well so if anyone has recommendations yeah this quarantine is uh, not gonna help <laughs> <laughs> yeah in that in that department i'm gonna run out of vanderpump episodes so please give me something yeah. um but yeah, man, the, uh, before we wrap up the show, man, how can the people find you online and keep up with everything you're doing? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Cappy Can't Lose, uh, C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. Um, and if you want, I'll repost my um, switch code. Maybe we can visit each other's islands and, you know, share some fruit. Yeah. Fresh yeah, fruit. I'll do that. What about uh, you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at polymyo, P-O-L-I, M as in Mario, A-Y-O. Also, um, I kept saying before the pandemic that I was like, oh, maybe I'll stream here and there. I am definitely streaming now. Now that I have a nicer mic set up and my mixer and stuff all set up, I figured things out with my Elgato so I can stream more Switch games and PS4 and PC games. So I'm definitely going to be streaming more on my personal Twitch. So same name, polymyo, twitch.tv slash polymyo. Um, yeah, follow me on there and, and, uh, hopefully, you know, follow my stuff on Kotaku, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, congrats on, uh, 200 episodes. dude. Yeah, man. Congrats to you too, man. This has been quite a journey to, uh, like Sam said to 200 and, and more beyond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, thank you everyone so much for listening this Seriously. week and, and every week, really, if you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at v-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on, on uh, iTunes, that would really help us out. 
And if you can help at this point to like, you know, obviously no pressure here, but if you want to help support the show even further, we have a supporter uh, page on Anchor. So if you go to anchor.fm slash the optional podcast, you can give us as low as a dollar a month, which really, really goes a long way for us. And um, our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at theoptionalnyc. And our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. Shout out to Levi. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone, peace. Peace. Cover your hands. Wash your mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your hands and wash your mouth. <laughs>